0: You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington
1: Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Well, everybody, Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast today, brought to you by rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com today for the best prices on parts for your car or truck. On today's show, Max Raymond of District on Deck joins me, and we discuss the Nationals' two games today. They've dropped both to the Atlanta Braves. We break down what we saw, what was good, what was bad, what we liked, what we didn't like. All that coming your way here on today's show. All right, not as joyful as we were yesterday, but still um, some positives. Coming from today, my name is Josh Neighbors. I am the host of the Locked On Nationals podcast. Joining me today it is Max Raymond of District on Deck. Two uh, games today, Max. Nats lose both of them. Pretty close contests as well. Uh, they dropped the first game in the set by two runs. Uh, one or two runs, I'm forgetting now. But it's uh, Braves 2-0 in the second game. And this was obviously 7 double doubleheaders. Uh, the big news, though, was that Steven Strasburg returned and he pitched seven or six innings today, eight Ks, only one hit, 85 pitches. Uh, I mean, he had the full arsenal working. The, the breaking ball was fantastic. I thought I, I, that was the one thing that st- stood out to me most was the breaking ball. Really good command of it. You know, we, we've seen guys in the Nets uh, staff leave a few pitches over the plate so far against the Braves. He didn't do that. He did not give them any opportunities. And he was good at burying that curveball, throwing it in the zone for strikes in the right times, too. He had everything working um, today. What were your thoughts on the awesome outing from Steven Strasburg?
1: He was dominant from the start. I was a little worried because he had only made one or two spring training starts, but picked up right where he left off in 2019, not counting 2020. That didn't count, just throw it out the yeah. window. And his only jam was in the second inning, when, or second and third inning, when he walked uh, Acuna and Albies and then got Freeman in the ground out. Besides that, he was dominant. The location was perfect. Strike and do ease, the line outs, the ground outs. The only problem, not problem, but I'm just worried because did he seem hurt to you in the very uh, end of that outing?
0: Not hurt, maybe a bit fatigued, right? Maybe he, just a little
1: he, bit tired. He looked to me like he was grimacing. And I had some people tweet at me asking if I saw it because some people on that Twitter also thought that he looked hurt at the very end of that. So that's something to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah. You know, I think one thing to think about is, and Max Scherzer talked about it a good amount too. And I I don't know if he's injured or not, but um, he did say, you know, Max Scherzer did say at one point, you know, pitching through pain is pretty normal. Right. And so maybe it was, I mean, once again, I don't know, but it could have just been normal pain. Right. You know, you go through especially the first couple outings of the year, uh, we know, you know there's a reason why you know the Mets lost the other night, but there's a reason why Luis Rojas pulled Jacob deGrom out of that game, right? You know, towards the beginning of the year, guys are just still ramping up. They're still getting used to throwing this often. And for Steven, you know, it's been a full year since he's gotten, uh, you know, basically been a full year since he's gotten meaningful experience in games. And yeah, I mean, for him, you know, I'd be concerned, but but he has had a few knickknack uh, injuries with him. Nothing overly concerning at this point in time. Obviously, we don't know yet, but, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it could be one of the situations where it's just natural pain, right, you know, towards the back, and especially later into a start. That could have been it.
1: I understand. It's just, I mean, I'm hoping that it's nothing. I'm hoping it's fine, and as you said, I hope it's just the little tweaks getting used to the game and ramping back up, but it is something to keep an eye on. Yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on, Um, and then – you know,
0: relatively unknown, you know, I, I had not heard much about Haskar. I guess it's Haskar is how it's pronounced. I, I didn't have the audio on the broadcast today. Did you hear how they were pronouncing Enoa's first name?
1: I did not. I'm. Uh, anyway, I mean, I,
0: I hadn't heard of him, uh, but he was brilliant today, too. And really, in a setting like that, to be able to match Steven Strasberg, I thought was pretty impressive. He kept the Nat, the Nats' bats at bay now. I think uh, there is something to it being a second game of a doubleheader, right? You know, it can be a bit easier just when the team's a bit tired. You've got guys out there for the second time around, even though, you know, it's not, uh, you know, it's their third, maybe fourth, fifth at-bats of the day, which is not totally uncommon. But still, it's the second game, right? They've been out in the ballpark mm-hmm. for a long time. But he was great today, 5 Ks, 68 pitches, five full innings, and only allowed two hits. I thought, you know, for uh, you know, season debut like that, for a guy like Enoa, I thought he was – he was uh, all over it today. Um, it was excuse me, It was a second game, a second outing that, that he's made. But I, I was really impressed by him. He was all over it. His first start of the season, pretty impressive stuff.
1: This was a redemption game for him. I read last that we faced him last year in a doubleheader and we tagged him for five or six runs and chased him early. And this time around, we had opportunities to score and he just settled down and just played baseball and kept him in the game. And he looked good. He was sharp. Grant. He some of his strikeouts were coming on the lesser Nats, but he was keeping Robles and Turner and Zim and Soto all at bay. And he looked really good. And as as you said earlier, like, he – it was supposed to be a bullpen game. And he right. – especially after the first game where they had to go to the bullpen super early, he was like, no, nah, I got this. Put the team on his back, made sure they didn't have to go to the bullpen till the sixth inning or whatever it was. And he just – he put on a show. He matched World Series, MVP Strasburg pitch for pitch. and I was not I did not predict that whatsoever. Yeah, and then uh, the one issue, obviously, it's cost in that
0: seventh inning Tanner Rainey comes in, surrenders two hits, one of those hits being a home run to Pablo Sandoval He gets his second pitch hit home run of the year. Uh, he crushed that ball, man. And for Rainey, you know, the location was not great. Velocity was a bit down, it seemed as well. Obviously, working through an injury coming back right now, but um, you know, these are the kind of the growing pains that you go through when you have an injury. Not himself, not his best outing. Wouldn't take too much from it, but clearly he's got a little, lo- you know, a little bit of a ways to go before he's back to Tenerani.
1: That we're not He doing. only got uh, one spring training out uh, outing, because right, exactly. of his injury, and so he's not ramped up yet. He's not stretched out. And um, I'm pretty sure in that uh, a bat against Sandoval, he didn't throw a single slider. It was only fastball, so that was kind of upsetting. But maybe the slider just wasn't there today. So. It's going to suck the first few weeks, him getting ramped up. He's going to get beat again a few times. It's going to happen because that's what happens to dudes that throw that hard. But once he's locked in, that'll be a very crucial piece for us. Thankfully, it looked like the Nats picked up a few other crucial bullpen pieces that we didn't expect earlier, earlier today.
0: Yeah, adding a few guys back. And, you know, that's, that's the one thing David Marching has told us, right, is that guys are going to be kind of filtering back into the lineup or into at least the roster. Um, that is one thing that we should be expecting to see. Now, obviously right now they have no Will Harris. They have no Brad hand, but those guys not with the team currently, um, for, you know, for one reason or another, but, uh, that is what they're expecting. And I also want to, I want to touch on that with the lineup too, right? The lineup, this is kind of what happens, you know, if the Nats were at full strength, they'd be getting more of those guys opportunities, more of the guys they expect to play opportunities. Instead, you know, Trace Barrera is out there uh, catching the second game of a doubleheader. Luis Garcia is out there, you know, playing second base, um, you know, in the second game of a doubleheader. Andrew Stevenson's hitting fifth. Sean Castro is hitting fourth. This is not what we would see normally if the Nats were at full strength.
1: Oh, agreed. Bell Schwarber. Soto Manti has walked as much. We had a... Uh what was it, the sixth inning when we stranded those runners? And mm-hmm. Soto did so, – uh, yeah, we ran runners on second and third. Soto didn't even get in a bat because maybe they still walk them to face Bell. But with Bell on deck, maybe they're like, all right, whatever. We kind of have to face Soto now. Uh, but we didn't get a – the best player on our team didn't get the bat. They just gave him a free base, and it kind of worked out for them. So, as you said, when the much-needed protection is going to be back. And not just the lineup, but our closer is going to be back. Our third and fourth starters are going to be back. We're not going to have to rely on people like Voff and Fetty as much, hopefully. Right. So it just sucks that it happened now. And it sucks it's going to go into next series against the Dodgers. That's not going to be fun at all. But we'll get there when we get there.
0: Right. And so that brings us to the first game where Eric Fetty took the mound. And look, you know, you and I had talked before the season. And I always said this team was one or two injuries away from it being rough. Um, you know, some days a little competitive and some days, you know, I mean, they gave you know what they gave today should have been enough right off Max freed the effort that the Nationals gave offensively knocking him out of the game early, both literally and you know, figuratively as well, knocking him out of the game early that should have been enough normally but Eric Fetty had a rough outing that was, you know, also perpetuated by a uh, mistake in center field by Victor Robles so this was an outing, you know, a, I forget which ending the ball, but, you know, a ball kept inning going, uh, Victor Robles. And look, off the wall, yeah. Yeah, off the wall. And uh, this is why we talk about them, you know, them lacking the depth of a Braves, lacking the depth, you know, of a, of a Mets, right, uh, of some of these teams, you know, of the Dodgers and Padres, because they can't afford to have Eric Fetty out there or Austin Voth because those guys haven't proven, you know, on a, day, a consistent basis they're going to – I mean, the Braves jumped him from the word go, and they were all over at Fetty from the word go. And so this was, you know, this is the situation the Nationals are in sometimes if they have to give those guys a start. Quick break in the action to let you guys know today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is the best place to find affordable parts for your car or truck. It is a family-run business. That's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com today and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And the same for pros and do it yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. So you know what we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. want to let you all know that tomorrow I will be going live on Locker Room at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. So 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll go for about an hour on Locker Room. We're going to talk about the Washington Nationals, obviously their schedule, um, you know, upcoming games, and whatnot, and just kind of general baseball banter as well. So make sure you guys go and download the Locker Room app. All right, follow me. I'm Neighbors 97 on there or just search Josh Neighbors and you guys can find me and you guys can get notifications about when I go live and when I begin chat rooms on there. So it's a lot of fun. It's like audio discord. I cannot recommend it enough and I'll be going live on there tomorrow afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I hope I see you all there.
1: I agree with you, man. And yeah, it just sucks that it was on full display about the whole two injuries away from being knocked out, and it, right. it cost us. He gave up six innings and two – six runs and one and two-thirds inning, I think, mm-hmm. maybe one and a third. I know he didn't finish the yep. second yeah, inning.
0: Yeah, it was five runs uh, – five earned runs in uh, – in Swero gave up the uh, last one, but yeah, oh, five earned runs.
1: That's right. Fetty. I about the Swero run. Well, yeah, yeah, because we lost seven to six. like right. if you get five runs against Max Reed, you should win the game.
0: Right. That's I mean when Max Freed goes two innings you get eight hits and you get five runs off of him uh, you got to win that game but but they didn't today and I think the big story was I mean, the bullpen I thought for the Nats was pretty effective but the the Braves bullpen ended up actually doing the job and really you know keeping the Nationals offense uh, offense at bay I thought Soto Castro looked really good and I think he displayed why he's a great piece to have in the back part of the lineup Juan Soto gets to walk three times. In this game, Victor Robles not necessarily piling up hits, but he's getting on base a lot, which is encouraging. I thought this game showed a lot of offensive promise that we talked about. Once again, that stat line for Max Fried, if you get that, that's gotta be a win. And I think in normal circumstances, it probably is for Washington.
1: I agree because in normal circumstances, we'd have Strasburg would have started or 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 they could have. Put, I was a little upset they didn't put Joe Ross in. I guess they were looking mm-hmm. forward to the Dodgers series and they didn't want to have Fetty both in a bullpen game, which is very understandable. So they'd rather put one against the Braves. But I would have loved to see what Joe Ross could have done against this Braves game. I think we win the game if Ross is on the mound today.
0: Yeah, he looked pretty sharp in spring, right? And kind of almost earning that fifth spot in a way. And mm-hmm. I know Dave Martinez was, you know, not committal about that situation with the fifth spot, right? Uh, hasn't hadn't fully committed to my knowledge, but he had mentioned him by name with the with Lester. He had mentioned him by name with Corbin and Strasburg and, and Scherzer. He did throw Joe Ross into that kind of into that conversation. So I don't think he announced straight up he'd be the fifth guy, but we're assuming, and this kind of uh, solidifies it even more today that he is that fifth guy. Something that should be mentioned though, the bullpen, and, and once again, you know, I'm not trying to be Mister Positive about everything, but we should mention this: Sam Clay for his Major League debut. Goes down 3-0 on both uh, Freddie straight Freeman ball. and Marcelo Zuna. Comes back to get K's on both. Now, the Freeman strikeout, you know, it's it close. But you know what they say? The strike zone expands a little bit. You got it mm-hmm. ready? If, if it's close, Three, you know, that's what you tell the kids. Hey, hey got, Little League. It was close. Zuna
1: on some filth. Yeah. That was and, straight filth. Yeah, the break, the breaking stuff,
0: man, looked really, really good. And I thought to be in that spot to face those guys, um, you know, FPA said in the broadcast, too, he said, hey, look, if you're going to be getting Freeman out a whole bunch, then, you know, you you can go ahead and, and get a lease mm-hmm. right now, you know, get your apartment because they'll be needing you, you know, even if it's just for that guy like that. And I think Luis Avilan kind of the same way. He's, he's he looked good, good and against. Kyle
1: McGowan looked good. You had those yeah. three go pitch three innings in a row and just kept them. I think they gave up one hit combined. Uh, yeah, those, yeah, those three guys, Sam
0: Clay, um, Kyle McGowan, and then, yeah, also um, uh, Luis Avilon, I think you mentioned too. But, I mean, Finnegan, three you know, Ks as well. Um, McGowan. Oh, yeah, I mean,
1: Finnegan. Yeah, he struck out the side. McGowan
0: didn't give up a hit. Uh, only mm. one hit from Sam Clay. Um, Finnegan, like you said, struck out the side. And Luis Avilon, his I ending mean, of work, did not give up a hit either. And this is kind of what happened last year, right? We talked about, the, you know, those guys emerging last year. I, I think Sam Freeman pitched pretty well, but then obviously had the injury. And yeah. then you had – you know, we you had the emergence last year of Finnegan and Tanner Rainey. Rainey. We think about the back end of this bullpen, and we never mentioned the name, Sam Clay. You know, we mentioned Finnegan some, but we know Lisa Avilon is not a guy we talked about a lot. Having those guys show up is really important because you never know who's going to not perform well, you know, out of the expected guys, you know, who's, who is not going to be, you know, maybe they say, Hey, Tanner Rainey's not totally ready to be back in, in big leverage spots. Wasn't it great to have a couple guys who've already pitched some who you might trust in those spots? Yes, it is. And that's encouraging to me is that, you know, the, finding those guys that aren't necessarily the high dollar guys, right? Or the guys that you build to be the guys as the, the, the guys who shut the door at the end of a game, having those guys perform well. And look, this was a higher leverage situation, right? This was a one to two run game the entire time. And once those guys took over, they kept the Nationals in the game, they, they kept the Nationals within striking distance of the Braves and they almost got it done in the final inning. But I think it's important that guys like this keep getting reps, right? They, they keep getting opportunities because you never know when you might need them down the line.
1: We talked about it yesterday about how with the unexpected COVID, all these dudes are getting chances that they didn't think they would. These relievers, they're showing why, like they're, this is like their opportunity and Sam Clay common gown is showing why they deserve to stay because they're going to have to ramp, hand back up they're gonna have to have ramp rainy back up they're gonna have ramp uh harris when he gets back and say if we do have injuries to the starters and we have or they struggle a bit if you have a deep enough bullpen look at the tampa bay rays it can help limit what's going on and keep us in the games more because the rays were always running a nine to ten person bullpen and it always worked and i'm not saying like it because they work today, it's going to work all season. But if these guys aren't just flashing the paint or legitimate pieces. It's going to give them a lot more depth that they're able to work with. And then say when we have a bullpen game against the Dodgers, it's not going to look as scary as it would on, another, on in the past.
0: Yeah, and so, um, you know, the, the, the thought process moving forward is hopefully they can add some guys back, right, as, as they start moving. But, but you really don't know. And to your point, like to the point of, you know, ramping them back up, this is from Mark Zuckerman uh, over at Masson. He says Tanner Rainey had not faced live hitters since the Grape Grapefruit League finale nine days ago, and so I, I don't. I wouldn't call it mismanagement by I mean by Dave Martinez. That's a guy that we all trust, right? Normally speaking, somebody we trust. So just him maybe saying he's ready for the moment, but not fully being ready. Which is fine. It happens, right? You know, it's it's mm-hmm. in especially considering the state of the bullpen. Totally okay, but to your point, like those guys, like Brad Hand and Will Harris, are not just going to magically be good to go, ready no. to roll, right in the back end. They're going to have to have some time. And so, having your Avilans, having your McGowan's having your Sam Clay's potentially, and having you know your guys, uh, you know, um, Finnegan, having those guys ready to go is really important. So you know, we thought the pin could be a strength of this team. uh Maybe just not the guys that we thought today. Right. Right. Max, not, uh, not the typical names,
1: not the typical names. But not at all. Because we talked about it. We were like, Oh, we're going to have Jeremy Jeffress and Harris and Hudson and Rainey and Finnegan and Swero. We're like, all right, Swero struggled already in both outings. Uh We don't have Rainey and Hudson or Rainey and Harris and um hand yet. Rainey's still rampant. And we have Hudson, but he's, a question mark right now because of his outing last year and we lost Jeffress. So it looked really bad, really fast. And then, you know, these five guys are just like, all right, all hands on deck. I finally get an opportunity. Let's show what I can do. And they just, they just gelled from the start. And it's awesome to see because in the past, it's only been veteran hitters that have been able to excel fast. And whenever we get a reliever, we ruin them. So hopefully these relievers are finally panning out for us for the first time.
0: Yeah, and th- now you kind of turn your attention towards this weekend series. Look, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, there's no bones about. You know, I actually said pre-series with the Atlanta, with everything going on, I-, I said one of three would actually kind of be a win, and they got one of three in a pretty dramatic way. This team is not going. This team is going to try to tread water the best they can without those. They're not. They're not competitive enough with the top teams, which it sucks. But they drew the top. You know, it just turns out they drew the top teams the schedule, right? I mean, I mean, they, you know, the Mets series gets postponed, but yeah. the Braves, the Dodgers, and they have to play the Cardinals after that.
1: But it's it sucks.
0: It's not a really fair draw, I, but it's kind of life.
1: I'm not high on the Cardinals. I think they're super overrated, but that's just me. And also, right, the Braves fair. can't win. A, I'm going to say it now. Braves can't win a nine inning game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did the they
0: did the use the uh, the two seven inning ones to get it done but you know it's yeah and the Cardinals might be a little bit overrated but also too the Nats are not going in there at full strength so you know mm-hmm. so you're going on the road out, yeah, yeah you are going, going on the road at not full strength you know it's it's hard to favor the national situation like that especially when you're not sure who's gonna be who's gonna be showing up but who's gonna pop popping up and then at least
1: against the Cardinals we'll have Strasburg and Scherzer because their turns will come right. up. I wish we'd have them against the Dodgers instead though
0: right yeah and and, and Joe Ross is scheduled to go. Yeah. it's been Mark Zuckerman mm-hmm. tweeted that Uh, Joe Ross good to go for that first start when they play the Dodgers on Friday nights. They're, you know, kind of a name, Mm -hmm. a name that we know somebody that we're used to seeing. Um, But this lineup, you know, it's, it's another part of it too. Like we talked about the pitchers having to come back. So are the hitters. You know what I mean? These guys are gonna have to go in and face big league pitching, probably just being in their garages, right. Hitting ball. I mean, especially if some of the guys, you know, had COVID, they're going to be, you know, you, you can't go take batting practice, right? You're not allowed to. You, you can't leave your house. You know, you probably can't even see your family. Uh, so if it's it's probably dry cuts in the garage, whatever, you know, whatever they got at home. So I'm sure some guys have nice setups, but you know what I mean. No live pitching. You ain't seen any live pitching. So the same way those bullpen guys are going to be simulated back. You know, this COVID pause it sucks, but it could set the Nats back, Nats, yeah. the Nats back two to three weeks in terms of when the team actually looks like a full major league team and everybody's back to. Yes. Just think,
1: uh, twenty nineteen, when um they had all these injuries, and even though they returned, it really did take until the nineteen and thirty one mark for those guys to be fully healthy again and start clicking. Just hopefully, we don't lose that many games in a row before that starts. But the guy that scares me the most is Josh Bell because he no besides Zimmerman, no one's clicking more than him this spring on the Nats, mm-hmm. and then he can't play because either he is patient zero or got it or contract taste. Regardless mm-hmm. of what it is, now he he was in he was in his zone in. Baseball players right. are creatures of habit. And now that he's like losing his habit and losing his momentum, right? knows if he can just go straight back into live pitching and just go back to clicking. And he's the guy that we need to produce the most out of anyone that we picked up this offseason.
0: Right. And so I think with message Nats fans would be patience. You know, they might have to climb out, out of a hole early, but you're going to have to be patient because – this is not, you know, this is not like somebody's got, you know, uh, you know, soreness, right. You know, or their, you know, their knee is, you know, they got some knee soreness or, or a sprained ankle. They've got the coronavirus and and look at somebody who covered basketball too, watch. I know these guys aren't, you know, running up and down the floor like basketball players are, but it takes some time to get acclimated, you know, just to being in a professional athletic setting again. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Your level of focus, uh, they talk about, you know, it's it kind of reminds you, you know, of some, some sicknesses make you tired, right? This makes you fatigued. And so, to, to get that focus level back, to get that energy level back, to, to dial in, whether it be on the bound or at the plate or in the field, patience is what I would, I would preach to Nats fans. And I also think we've seen in flashes, like this team is competitive. They can be, you know, we know that they've just got so much talent at both the, on the mound and in the lineup where they can be close to be competitive. No, do I think they're there where they're going to start beating those teams with consistency if they're not 100%? No, but once they are 100%, Hopefully, they can play some catch-up. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Football and basketball are over in the college realm, but also the NBA, the NHL, MLB are all going strong, even Champions League as well if you're interested in that. They also have awards, TV shows, and reality television odds there, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use that promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, to get that 50% welcome bonus upon your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today's show is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting, best-for-you protein bar, in the game today use the promo code locked on 20 that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n-2-0 that's lockedon 2 to get 20% off on your next purchase and also go look at their twitter account it's at bar underscore built they just had their built bar madness you guys can see what was the favorite built bar of people who voted on it and uh, hopefully hopefully you guys Took part in that as well, too, guys. Bilt Bar is the best-tasting protein bar on the market right now. It's amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. And you guys know the deal, all covered in chocolate. They are delicious. Once again, go to BiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off today.
1: But hopefully it doesn't take as long as last time in 2019 to get fully caught up. Sorry. Yeah.
0: You know, I'm with you on that. Uh, All right, Max, tough day, but you know what? There were some positives. Um, Where can people find you and your work? And is there anything we should look out for? Uh, Because now the season is, is fully ramped up.
1: So now that the season's fully ramped up, James, my co-site, editor, and I have just been cranking out pieces, just talking about the players and who to watch out for. So if you just want to read some great analysis from the two of us, check us out at District on Deck, districtondeck.com, or District on Deck on Twitter, and follow me on Twitter at MaxRaman1 just to talk about the Nats. Once again, thanks for having me, dude. Always, Max. It's always a pleasure.